0: Um, I think the simplest way to describe it is that it's a, an amount of money that binds the contract. It shows the commitment between buyer and seller.
1: Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast, your daily guide to financial freedom through real estate. I'm your host, Jocelyn Kaufman, and today I'm here with David Robinson, and we are going to talk about what earnest money is. So if you've gone through a transaction, if you've started learning about real estate, you probably know that there's this thing called earnest money, but might not have any idea... What it is because I didn't when I bought my first house, so hopefully we can explain it to you. Um, David, how do you explain earnest money to first time home buyers or first time investors?
0: Um, I think the simplest way to describe it is that it's a an amount of money that binds the contract. It shows the commitment between buyer and seller, uh, shows their commitment to working through the deal. So at the highest level, that's how I would describe it, and it's also it it should also be looked at at the potential damages that are going to be required if either party breaches the contract.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's all great points, and I think it's also important to remember that um, you can put virtually you're allowed to put almost any amount of earnest money down it kind of just depends on uh what you feel is best generally your realtor should be able to tell you what's fairly standard for that state um in most states i've been in like the real estate um processing one percent seems to be fairly general about one percent um and then obviously the higher you go the more attractive your um contract is going to look to the seller. And then the other thing to keep in mind too, is you're able to put a lot of contingencies on that earnest money. And then you're also able to have zero, like have no contingencies on that earnest money, which again, is going to make your offer look a lot Better to the seller. So, if you're in a super competitive market, like the past couple of years, we saw a lot of people putting in offers with non-refundable earnest money, um, meaning you don't get it back. Or they're waiving due diligence and inspection, and waiving the appraisal, meaning if that contract fails for some reason and you put up five thousand dollars earnest money, money you're not you're not going to get it back. Now you're able to put contingencies on that earnest money in most areas and um, be able to get a lot of that back if the contract falls through. David, thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think those are all great points. A uh, couple of little maybe nuanced pieces, uh, in at least in the state of Utah, in our standard real estate purchase agreement, um, there, there's actually another section that's fairly new over the last few years where you can add additional earnest money after certain periods of time. So maybe you start out with $5,000 of earnest money, but once you get two weeks into the due diligence period, then you could add an additional amount of earnest money as you work through the financing portion of the contract. So earnest money uh, is, as we described, um, it binds the contract, it binds buyer and seller together contractually, and it also can be used as a tool to communicate uh, with buyer and seller, so as you pointed out, if you want to like really communicate how strong you are as a buyer and how committed you are to the property, well, then you can use the earnest money as a way to communicate that to the to the seller. The other thing is, um, a lot of people wonder, well, do I get that money back at closing? And uh, in almost all cases, that earnest money will be applied to the down payment or the closing costs once you close on the property.
1: Yeah, pretty much the only way you really lose that earnest money is if you make it you put zero contingents on it and you exit the deal due to due diligence and in the contract you weren't supposed to do that. Um so that's like the only downside. I I think there's two really good ways of approaching real, uh, earnest money that I tell my clients is you either want to put down something that you're comfortable with losing and put zero contingencies on contingencies on it, or you put down a huge earnest money, a huge chunk of earnest money with all the contingencies and both seem to work really well um, because the seller sees you have the money to buy it if you're putting down you know, 50,000 earnest money. I know it seems crazy, but it all goes into an escrow account and it's going to be applied to your purchase anyways, but that will always make your offer look a lot better.
0: Yeah. And as a general rule, we almost never want to have earnest money hard on day one. But as you mentioned, in some markets, uh, market cycles, it's necessary. We've had to do hard earnest money on multiple of our commercial deals. It was pretty common to have earnest money hard on day one. So you have to really do a lot of upfront work to vet the property before you're making the offer. And that's the whole point. Um, But yeah, as a general rule of thumb, you want to put an amount of earnest money that you're comfortable with and have plenty of time to do your due diligence and back out with any financial risk.
1: Yes. So hopefully this episode taught you guys more than you knew about earnest money and um, hopefully it gives you good insight on maybe what amount of earnest money you should put down on your next offer That's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow.